Welcome to the Daily Jamingo. Where's my background? It's always something with you, Jamingo. <laughs> Happy Friday. Hey, look, the podcast is in double digits. How about that? How about that nonsense, huh? Hang on one second. Let me try something here first. Let's see if this works a little better. Oh, let there be light. Look, I'm well lit. Today's going to be a rough one. Uh, last night, we just put the rusty nail in the coffin of what was Rubberneckers. We quit after episode 100. It was a lot of fun. Jody, my uh, partner in crime, and the rest of the rubberneckers that I chased off the show showed up. Not all of them. Not all of them could make it, but a lot of them. We had a lot of fun. They did a great job producing. I basically did nothing, which is the way I like it. And uh, and that's over. And I, I got mixed emotions. I mean, I enjoyed doing the show with Jody. It was time. And and one of the reasons, and one of the reasons that this show is becoming my favorite show is, I'm a control freak and I control everything here. I can do whatever I want. And the thing with Rubberneckers was we had a guest every week, and it was always before, right before the show, you'd be like, "Are there is their internet going to work? You know, will they be able to record their audio? Are we going to have any issues with any of that?" And uh, don't get me wrong, we had great guests. I mean, we got Carl from WATP. We had uh, the, the more talented uh, host of uh, Who Are These Socials, uh, Christian Blatt. And then we also had, um, oh, we had Vinny uh, Polino was a guest. So, yeah, we basically had, uh, you know, a, a lot of the WATP, Who Are These Podcasts, uh, internet. So we didn't get but Pat Oates. If we would have went over a uh, hundred episodes, I think Jody could have worked that in there. See, Jody's, Jody's a salesman. I think Jody sells himself short. Um, I think he could be an amazing salesperson. He's got that smooth salesperson personality. Um, Bob is in the chat. He was one of our rubberneckers. Yeah, we, <laughs> we beat a dead horse for 93 episodes. You know what? You, you just won't give me any credit. Listen, the reason that most of the people are even here is because on episode seven, I had an epic meltdown and uh, it was sent to Carl from Who Are These Podcasts and just happened by chance, by the grace of God, Eric Zane was the co-host that week. So then they played that as the cringe of the week, me melting down. So then Eric who always needs content because he's not that talented and doesn't really know how to, you know, he's, he needs content all the time. He took that back to his show and they, and they, he played it there and they loved it. Like apparently when I lose my shit, it's very entertaining. So, uh, we, so anyhow, uh, I went over there and I started, you know, I guess interacting with the chat and um, I had a lot of, you know, they have a lot of really cool people over there. And so those cool people came over here. And then I guess Eric got jealous. So he kicked them all out. And uh, so now they're here. So I got the best the best fans from the Eric Zane show here now. And uh, t- a talented, funny, amazing group of people. 
And then he still does a daily show to his uh, left-wing nitwits over there. But, you know, hey, listen, there's an ass for every seat. So he's doing his um, he's doing his show over there. And the reason I'm bringing him up is because I'd be honest with you, I hadn't thought about Eric in a long, long time. Uh, he had sent me a uh, an email out of the blue. I talked to him or whatever. And so he uh, sends me this email here. Let me get to it. A little slow on the uptake today. So here it is. So he sends me this from Kick. And what he doesn't realize is that Kick only tells it like it doesn't tell how many people hear during a live stream. It it only tells how many people hear watch it afterwards. So he he circles one view, one view, one view, one view, and he sends it over to the other show that we do with uh, Boomer Bob and um, the Duchess, which is the Boomer Bunker. He still comes over and checks and hate. He checks in and hate listens every once in a while to see if we're still if we're talking about him. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I have some uh, s- some stuff that uh, Eric sent me that I I thought was kind of cool. Where is that one drop? Is it in? Do I have it here? Hmm. It's where he calls me a legendary podcaster. And let's see where? Oh yeah, here this one. John Jamingo, a legendary podcaster in his own right. And then we, you know, he's he's a just a drop machine. We have this one. Shut your fucking fat mouth. That's how he usually talks to his chat. So uh, anyhow, Eric decided to send me a, an email out of the blue. I'm like, oh, I guess he needs material. I guess he needs me to talk about him. So, you know me, uh, you know, I'd be happy to apply so he can do. I sent him. You know what I did? I sent him a link to this show so he can come over here and hate watch this show on the daily. And I I even stream it to Twitch. So even a big dummy like him can find it. So I, if he pops in the chat, please, guys, don't attack him. All right, let him come in here. You know, pretend that he's a Palestinian and and you guys are Israel. You know, let him pass. Don't don't take him out. So anyhow, that was uh, my my interaction with uh, with Eric Zane. I, I I don't hate the guy. You know, I just. We have we're just two different people. We have t- different views, and I, you know, that's fine. I, I, I don't even know if we have different views. This is what I know: that his audience is very left leaning Democrats, and uh, and they hate anybody on the right. So even if he listen, this that's he makes his living doing that. I do this just to practice. And do something that terrified me for years. I just throw myself into it. Like, like today, I, I woke up at, I guess it was whatever. I get up 7.30 every day. And I had to go get groceries. And I come back. And I'm I'm just sitting there. And I'm sitting here at the desk. And I'm just leaning on my hand. I'm like, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have a half an hour to come in here and do this. But you, you just have to. You just come in here. And you're like, okay. And you figure out what's going to, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. And and you just blast in and see what happens. If it's a total shit show, let's say it, it even melts down. It's even better. I was thinking about just doing this as a podcast and not live streaming. But I decided against it for the simple fact that doing this is like flying, you know, flying without a net. You, you got you to give it your best shot because if not, you fail you fail in front of people. And I always said I was never afraid to fail in front of people, but that wasn't true because 
I would never do a show by myself and fail in front of people. So this is what I'm doing now. All right. So that's the thing with Eric. All right. So uh, one of the things that I've been doing, whoa, man, when I, get, when I hit that, that light was like, I have been um, picking four NFL games because I suck at picking NFL games. So last week, I instead of being the week before, I was one in three, one win, three losses. This week, it's looking up. I went two and two. I won with the Steelers and the Chiefs, but I lost with the Falcons. Fuck. How the Falcons, how did they beat the Vikings when the Vikings, their first string quarterback's out, their second string quarterback, which is a rookie, they concussed him before the first uh, quarter was over. And then they brought this guy that they had just signed. He had just came in the building. The guy didn't even know the receivers' names yet. And he comes in and they still beat the Falcons. Falcons. How much do you suck that you can't beat a third-string quarterback from that just was traded from another team and doesn't even know the system? My God. When I found out, God, you know what it is with my phone? I, every time I do this, I, I forget to t- turn my phone down, and then, of course, somebody's got to text me. All right. So I, I, when I saw that the second-string quarterback, their rookie, was concussed. I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be a piece of cake. They're back down to the third string quarterback. Not only did they not, they beat the team. The Vikings beat the Falcons. It's horrible. And then I picked the Cowboys because I just figured it was going to be a really close game, and it almost was. It almost was, but the Cowboys really stepped on their dick. Um, Dak Prescott stepped on the out of bounds before we made the two-point conversion, which he would have made if he didn't step out of bounds. And it would have been a whole different ballgame. And they, they drove all the way down to within the five-yard line. And then they had a penalty. And there was a sack, two sacks, and drove them all the way back. So the Eagles won the game by four, I think. And then so I lost the game, but which is fine. If I'm going to lose a game, I would rather lose a game that the Eagles won. So it just it takes the sting off of it. All right. So here I am. I'm going to go with, um, well, the, first of all, the NFL sucks this year. It really does. So I have, uh, so we have the Colts versus the Patriots. No one cares. The Browns versus the Ravens. Okay. That's going to be a good game, I think. Uh, although the Ravens are kicking ass. So they're six and a half points up. And then the thing that I'm really looking at is the 49ers versus the Jaguars. I'm taking three, and I'm picking the Jaguars at home. I, 49ers have not been playing well. I'm going with that. And uh, that's, that's a little too bright. Let's move that out of here. Here we go. Uh, I am also picking the Steelers again. Sorry, Duchess. I'm picking your team again. I know I'm the kiss of death. The Steelers are giving three to the Packers, and the Packers suck. So I'll, I'll take that. The second, the third game that I'm picking, I'm taking the Cowboys. Now, when I picked this, the Cowboys, they were given 16 to the Giants. I looked at it today. They're giving 17 to the Giants. I'm laying the sec. Well, I'm, I picked at 16, so I'm keeping the 16. I'm laying 16 and, and taking the Cowboys to beat the Giants because – 
the Giants are horrible. <laughs> so, so, I mean, they're terrible. And then finally, I'm taking the Saints, who are giving two and a half points to the Vikings. I can't believe the Vikings would win again over the Saints. So we'll see what happens. All right, that's my NFL picks. Anybody? Anybody got anything else? The Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars. What? what uh, oh, the Jaguars. How do you say it? How do you say Jaguars? Yes, uh, I'll pick the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> Jaguars. <laughs> oh, my God. So Duchess sent me a story. Duchess and I are in a heated debate over Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley. Uh, Duchess likes Nikki Haley because she has boobs and a vagina. And I like Vivek Ramaswamy because he has uh, he's fearless. He goes into any interview. He'll talk about any topic. Uh, I think he has a good handle on a lot of things. And people hate him. I, well, I'm sorry. Let me let me back that up. The people love him. The establishment and the media hates him. Yes, that's right. That's why you have. That's why you like Nikki Haley, because she has tits like you. Yeah, that's what you. It's you're rooting for your home team. You're rooting for your gender. Yay! I want my gender. I know you're the Vec is a moron. I don't know. The guy is well spoken. He'll go on any show. He'll go into the belly of the beast. He don't care if you if you're uh, you know if if they're a left wing. He doesn't care. He goes anywhere, and he'll talk to anybody about anything. I don't see any other politicians about doing that. You know, I don't see your uh, Nikki Haley going into the belly of the beast and talking to people that disagree with her. Vivek does. I don't see Ron DeSantis going in there to do that. Vivek does. So anyhow, uh, she sent me an article. And I'm a huge fan of the Babylon B. And this is, I love this one. This is, um, Vivek emerges as a front runner of people who will never going to be president. <laughs> These guys are amazing. Multiple sources land, uh, lauded president candidate Vivek Ramaswamy's performance last night at the GOP debate, making him a clear front runner of people who will never be president. Wow, what a stellar performance by Vivek, said a conservative commentator, Fidge McNickers, <laughs> to his podcast audience of 12. <laughs> I might, might, might have a podcast audience of 12 right now. <laughs> he was informed, entertaining, and presidential. This is incredible, considering he won't be president. Pundits from Fox News, NBC, CNN, and others were in agreement. Vivek, who will not be the Republican candidate of next year's election, really knocked it out of the park, said CNN anchor Chris Matthews to his cable news audience of 10. He also nailed that I'm an ignorant, insufferable tool personality type Americans uh, loving, a uh, loving a president, which Vivek will never be. You know who else is never going to be president? Nikki Haley. And you know who else? Uh, Basically, that was uh, a primary of people that are never going to be president. And you know what? Okay, I get it. You don't like them. That's fine. You don't have to like them. But I'll tell you, here's the thing that bothers me, all right, with this whole Vivek Ramaswamy and, and everybody else. First of all, Donald Trump's running away with it. And the media is very happy to let him run away with it because they think that he's the most he's the most beatable out of all the candidates 
But the problem is they're running against Joe Biden. And basically, Joe Biden, you know, he is just a, a houseplant right now. Like, uh, here's a day in the life of Joe Biden. Day in the life of an 80-year-old guy living in Washington, D.C. I started the day with a quick nap. Then I got lost at the circus. I almost started World War III. Oops. Ice cream check. Then I hopped on a flight. Went to some speech or something. Got lost again. Then grabbed another nap before calling it a day. Yeah. Can't beat that guy. That's the guy we the Republicans can't beat. I mean, come on, really? He he's he's barely there. Mr. Decaf says, vote blue, vote for my team. Um, but if like after the uh debate, there was more searches for Vivek than any of the other candidates. Uh there, but to be honest with you, there's only three. Well, you got Trump's way in the lead, and then you've got Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. And I don't, okay. Uh, Duchess says he's a moron and he's in third place, but that just tells me how stupid America is. It really does. I mean, in 2016, Donald Trump went in there to wreck the, this is my opinion to wreck the Republican Party and run against Hillary so Hillary could be the next president. I believe in my heart of hearts that Hillary Clinton wanted Donald Trump to win. And they used to be friends. And he was supposed to lose because I was I stayed up that night when they called the election for Donald Trump. And then when he came down to give his acceptance speech, he was there was a man that was shocked. He's not a good actor. He was shocked that he won the president presidency. And here's the thing with all his flaws, with all his personality quirks and everything else, he with no experience, never wasn't even a dog catcher, never ran for anything. All he was was a businessman. And he uh, ran a, a real estate empire. OK. And also, he, you know, he was in front of the cameras for years. I mean, you know, since the 80s. So he came in and he started doing a great job. He he was there was no wars. You know, he was in there. He was talking to North Korea. They sh shut up. He was over there talking to China. They kind of calmed down. He was talking to Putin. No wars. All right. The economy was rip roaring. Uh, more minorities were working. The, everything was great. And the powers to be, whoever these powers to be are, uh, said, that's enough of that. Fuck that. We can't have this guy in here. He's making us look bad. He is making us look bad. So if Donald Trump could make everybody else look bad with barely even trying, what? You know, and they didn't expect this, but they figured they had to ride through. And he was doing such a good. They're like, how do, how do we fuck this up? Well, they gave us COVID. That's how they fucked all this up. And then they shut the whole economy down. And then and then that's basically how Joe Biden won. They went to mail-in voting and yada, 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 and all that other stuff. That no, it didn't happen. No, nah, didn't happen. Uh, so that's how, they got, that's how they took the power back. So now here we go again. 
and the, the what they don't want the powers to be is another outsider coming in. Because all right, look what look at the what happens to outsiders when they dare they deign to uh, try to show the, the people in power up. Look what happens to them. Donald Trump right now. He's fighting for his life not to go to jail for the rest of his life over trumped up charges that basically half of Congress does. And nobody says a word to it. No one says a word about it. Joe Biden has his son running around the, uh, the world, picking up bags of fucking cash, making 23 shell companies, money to his uh, his brother, money to his dead son's wife. Just just bags of cash showing up in their accounts. He's getting 10% for this and that, and they're, they're not selling anything. Just people giving him cash because he's such a nice guy. So, uh, yeah, nothing to see here. It's it's fine. He, he's not part of Hunter's business. Then this fucking crackhead son leaves a fucking computer at a repair shop in Delaware. And all of a sudden, it, it, the hard drive goes out and just proves everything. But nothing to see. Nothing to see. So they're they're frying Donald Trump. Now, Elon Musk, he's sick and tired of watching what they're doing with Twitter. He goes and buys Twitter. He bought Twitter for, I think it was $44 billion. And I think it's worth like 19 now. And uh, then he found out that the government, the government, the government was running and end around the Constitution, the First and Fourth Amendment, and having all these tech companies do their dirty work, suppressing speech, which they're not allowed to do by the Constitution. That's fine. No big deal. So then Elon Musk says, oh, you know what? Here, look look what they're doing here. Look at this. Look what, look what the government's doing. So now all of a sudden he's an SC, he's got problems with the SEC, and they're going to look into Elon Musk. Why? He bought a company. And he, sh- and he showed everybody what, what a bunch of fucking dirtbags you were. And now he's in trouble? I swear, I, it, would be, it would be amazing if we could send somebody into the government and actually do an audit and actually see where all the fucking crime and all this bullshit's going. It would it'd be amazing. But it, it's not ever going to happen. And now you got Vivek. Vivek, he's going to, you know, he's running and he's gaining steam. People like what he's saying, except for women, because, you know, they're rooting for the vagina. They're rooting for the vagina. Uh, anyhow, uh, I'm getting my, my phone's blowing up and it's it's I'm trying. I'm trying, trying to get through this half hour. They won't leave me alone. Why? Why? I open up a microphone. I sit here all day. Nothing will happen. I open a microphone up and all hell breaks loose. Duchess says, keep rooting for the dick. I'm, I don't know. I'm not rooting for the dick. I'm just saying that the guy, he has chops. He goes in and he does an interview and he'll talk to anybody about anything. And he's well-spoken and he has ideas and he has a plan. And you talk and listen, Ron DeSantis, I think he's done an amazing job with Florida. I, I do. And you know what? If he wasn't such a, I don't know, milk toast candidate. I think he would do a great job as president, but nobody's going to elect him. No one's going to elect him. And Nikki Haley, if Nikki Haley gets elected, I give the earth and the human race about two and a half years before we all get eviscerated. 
because that all that broad wants to do is get in. She wants to get in a war. She wants to get in a war with China. She wants to get in a war with Russia. She wants to get in a war with uh, who else? Oh, Iran. Yeah. She wants to go. That's that's all. I want to get in a war with Iran. I want to China, Russia. Fuck it. We'll just do it all. Just let's just get it over with. I'm telling you, listen. I went and listened to the debate. That's all she's talking about. I know. I know. The boobs. The boobs are fascinating. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, I might have to cut this short because my phone is over here spinning around doing the. <laughs> yes, I'm fascinated with boobs. I love boobs. They're my favorite part of a woman. They are. Love them. Love them. I don't just I don't want boobs running the country. Not her boobs. Not women's boobs. We have boobs running the country right now. Bunch of them. Bunch of boobs running the country right now. I just don't want them on her. Let's just, all right, let's call a spade a spade. Right now, there's a lot of countries in this world that do not have respect for women. They don't. All right. And they will, and they consider women weak. And an image perceived is an image achieved. All right. And we don't need that right now. The world's on fire. When Donald Trump was in the office, we didn't have any of this shit. Uh, C- Tucker Carlson, another favorite of uh, Duchess's, he was interviewing a gentleman uh, about, you know, what would you do right now? And uh, this gentleman here, I, I don't know who he is, but this was his take on the, the situation. So if you were in charge of NATO, if you were, say, Joe Biden, uh, what would your next move be in the war in Ukraine? What would you do? Peace. Immediately. Call back Trump. That's, that's, that's the only way out. Call back Trump. Call back Trump. Because, you know, you can criticize him for many reasons. I understand all the, all the discussion. But, you know, the best foreign policy of the recent several decades belonged to him. He did not initiate any new war. Yes. He treated nicely the, 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 the North Koreans and, and Russia, even the Chinese, you know. He, he, he delivered a policy which was the best one for Middle, for Middle East, Abraham Accords. Yes. So, so that was a very good foreign policy. He, you know, he's criticized that he's not, you know, he's not educated enough to understand the word. Policy. This is not the case. Facts count. And his foreign policy was the best one for the world in the last several decades I have seen. And if he would have been the president at the moment of the Russian invasion started, no, it would, it, it would be not possible to do that by the Russians. So Trump is the man who can save the Western world and the, probably the human beings in the, in the globe as well. How about that? How about that? Trump. I, I, I'm shocked myself, to be quite honest with you. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, all right. Well, listen. Hey, look. Double digits. We did. I did it two weeks two weeks in a row. And I'll be back Monday. Um, I have to figure out why my phone is spinning around here in a circle. Because my ADD can't. My adult, adult de- uh, t- attention. Whatever it is. I can't think and talk well right now. Um, I have to figure out what's going on in my life. Why, why my phone is spinning around in a circle. All right, let me let me take a look at it and see what it says. All right. <sighs> okay. That's fine. I can I can ha- I can handle that when I get off of here. All right. So um we did the call back Trump. 
because this is what's going on with this country right now. This is the issue that we have. We've lost the country. It's going to take about if we started now and we decided to go back to 1970s, early 80s culture uh, instead of this woke bullshit. Everybody's offended. You can't say anything. Everything that's racial is now racist. They've redefined everything, you know, all that. Um, that's a that's an issue. If we went back to the, the 80s, it would take us about 30 years to re-educate the, the children growing up and also get the nitwits that are that are there, their woke nitwits out of there now. And uh, my buddy here, John Kennedy, he, he's uh, I like I like this guy. He's pretty funny. Americans do not deserve to be governed by deeply weird, nauseously woke people who hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Zeus, and Mr. Potato Head, who hyperventilate on their yoga mats if you use the wrong pronoun, who think kids should be able to change their gender at recess, who carry around Ziploc bags of kale to give them energy, and who think they are better than us. By the way, to me, kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. That's, I want a t-shirt that says, kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. Because <laughs> this is what we have. We have, uh, is this the one? Let's see which one here it is. This is what we have now. These are our politicians. I love this guy because he, when he talks, he he talks like it's a National Geographic documentary. I love the way he narrates. In the wilds of American politics, we encounter a remarkable tale of transformation. This is AOC. Our protagonist, a young idiotic bartender, embarks on an astonishing journey that takes her from behind the bar to the corrupt halls of Congress overnight. This young jackass, not known for her intellectual prowess, is driven by a fervent commitment to woke ideology. As she ascends into the halls of corruption, our young jackass is filled with idealism and vodka, determined to implement her idiotic ideas. However, the road ahead is fraught with challenges and her extremely low intellect quickly becomes even more apparent. Her woke policies lead to chaos, and the area she represents becomes even more of a shithole. Illegal immigration surges, straining local resources. Poverty deepens, casting a shadow of despair over the... You know you got it. I'm sorry, if you're, you're listening to this, you don't understand. So I have a video playing. There's a guy in a subway, and he's got to take a shit, and he's homeless. He has nowhere to take a shit. So they're mopping the subway. And he's trying to take a shit in the mop bucket. I, I, I mean, it's sad that this guy has to shit so bad. He's fighting the janitor. And it's just, don't, don't shit in the bucket. And uh, I'm, I, I got to scrub ahead here because he actually does shit in the bucket. All right. Let me put this. I don't think we need to see that. Putting a bartender in charge of their city. It appears that our young jackasses lack of intellect and dumbass notions are screwing the very people she was supposed to serve. 
The story of this young jackass in Congress is a cautionary tale of putting a bartender in charge of more than making margaritas. Jody B says, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with this. Uh, Jody B says that, um, where did it go? Here it is. He wants to see uh, AOC and Lauren Bubert have a foxy boxing match. I'm all over that. Yeah. And then, you know what? The winner takes on uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Who else could we f- have him fight? Yeah, that that I'll just go with those three. You know who I'd like to see that have the shit kicked out of her? Uh, Ilhan Omar and uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib. I'd like to see those two get the shit kicked out of them in a boxing match. You know, not not like real physical violence violence like i don't want somebody to you know off the street to beat them up i'd just like to see him get in a boxing match with uh let's see who could we get him in a boxing match with that's in congress well you know again equal rights we should should uh, and you know they say that uh, you know males and females should be you know together it's no big deal so i would like to see matt gates fight uh rashida talib now that i'd like to see and hmm, let me see who else. Oh, now nah, you know what he's he's handicapped, and he's a. I was going to say um, Dan Crenshaw. I'd like to see him fight Elhan Omar, but you know I don't think he can. But it would be something to think. Oh, Jim Jordan, thank you, Dean. Jim Jordan fight. Um, what's her name? Uh, Elhan Omar. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Just get the Democrats, and you say, okay, we want this bill. And then you send two people into the ring and whoever wins, they get that, they, you know, it passes or, or it fails. <laughs> It'd be fun. CN, or, uh, C-SPAN would be the most watched channel out of everybody. Jim Jordan was a college wrestler. Oh, MMA be over in like no problem. Oh, uh, here's Duchess shirts off. No, they can keep, they, they can put sports bras on. I don't care. I don't need to see nips. I'm just saying. I would like to see that. Does that make me a bad person? I don't know. All right. COVID's back. Mm. Everybody line up. Uh, I have uh, my guy, this guy's name. I, You know what? I just looked at his face and his name escapes me. He's a doctor. He's a cardiologist. Uh, he has been talking about the COVID vaccine and COVID since it started. He did not. Jump in line with everybody else. Uh, he wanted to look at it. He was uh, using different methods of treating this when they weren't treating it at all. And then when the vaccine came out, you know, he was like, well, maybe we rush this too. Maybe we rush this too fast and maybe we should take a step back because as they were finding out, as the virus was mutating, it wasn't killing as many people anymore. And a lot of people were, were actually, uh, you know, getting COVID and surviving COVID. Um, I know one person who I co-host with, his mother is very old, diabetic. She got COVID and she made it through it. So basically COVID's over, but they're still hanging on to this. And this vaccine or shot or whatever you want to call it, is probably the biggest blow to humanity. And it might actually be a bioweapon that they've used to uh, basically cripple the fighting forces around the world. 
Because remember, they gave this shot to everybody in the military. Everyone in, in our military, because if you didn't get the shot, they dishonorably discharged you. If you would not take the shot, I know he looks like George Goebel, but it's not him. I can't remember the doctor's name. Dr. McCullough. Dr. McCullough. Thank you. This is Dr. McCullough. He's a board-certified cardiologist, and uh, I'll, let, I'll let him talk. The spike protein is proven in 3,400 peer-reviewed manuscripts to cause four major domains of disease. One is cardiovascular disease, heart inflammation, or myocarditis. Every regulatory agency agrees the vaccines cause myocarditis. I'm a cardiologist. Before COVID, for years, we've had guidelines in cardiology. When there is myocarditis, whether it's symptomatic or not, People cannot exert themselves in athletics. It will cause a cardiac arrest. And yet across Europe and across the United States, sports leagues were injecting young people who had no medical necessity, no clinical indication with these vaccines. And we have seen a montage of cardiac arrests in young individuals. I'm telling you as an expert cardiologist, these cardiac arrests are due to the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise. They are. Other cardiovascular diseases caused by the vaccine proven. Acceleration of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and heart attacks and cardiovascular arrest. Posterior orthostatic tachycardia sonora pots or people passing out due to low blood pressure. You have seen montages of people in the media, one after another passing out like you've never seen before. It is the vaccine until proven otherwise. So, but you know what? Line up, get your shot because now... If you want a flu shot, it's a double. It's a flu shot and it's a COVID shot. So I guess I'll never get a flu shot again. Uh, but, you know, you know, everybody line up. We got a, we got a uh, song. Here's, a new, here's the new uh, COVID advertisement. One, two, three, four, five. All the unvaccinated are still alive. A little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Booster number five. Works so well. It's booster number five. Booster number five. Uh, hey, listen. If you want to go out and get that vaccine and you did the research and you feel that it's more, uh, you know, it's it's better for you, then go out and get the vaccine. That's fine. I have no problem with that. If you want to, you know, it's your body, your choice. Just don't mandate it. They tried to, they did that. They, you know, they basically mandated it. That if you didn't get the shot, that you, you couldn't go out, you couldn't do your job, you couldn't, you know. And then finally, uh, the, it, a company sued. The government went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, What are you out of your fucking mind? This is against the Constitution. You can't do this shit. So, and I have to, you know, give Ron DeSantis his due. He, if he would have run the country like he ran Florida, this country wouldn't be in the shithole that it's in right now. But for some crazy reason, up oh, Jody, Jody has an argument. Hold on. Let's see what Jody's argument is. The only argument I'll give is this. It was supposed to kill it. If it was supposed to kill, it would have done way more damage. Not just a few hundred, mm, not just a few hundred, my man, not just a few hundred, way more. And they're not. And a lot of times it's going unreported. Look, it is what it is. The damage is done. We can't go back and take it back 
It, it doesn't go away. That spike protein stays with you forever. It's like fucking herpes. You got it. You got it forever. So fingers crossed. It's not going to kill everybody. It's going to kill a lot of people. But the thing is, if this is the case, that if you overexert yourself and that causes heart attacks, and we've just given it to our military, we might have just crippled our military. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hey, look, I'm praying that nothing goes, nothing pops off because I don't think we're anybody's ready for this shit. But, and here's the only saving grace. I hate even saying it this way. The only saving grace about this is the Chinese gave all their people the same fucking thing. So I don't know. But I, I, just, I always say that we're smart enough to do everything that we do with the internet, this and that. I'm sitting in the basement right now and I'm talking to seven people uh, around the country, maybe around the world, who knows. And uh, we still want to kill each other all the time. I don't get it. doesn't make any sense. We took all that money that we used for making weapons and all this other bullshit, and we put it into the society. What a society we could build. build. And I'll end with that because look at me. Did another 45 minutes. <laughs> Apparently, I can talk by myself. You guys hanging out here and you, you, you know being in the chat, thank you so much. It makes a, the world means the world to me, and it makes a big difference to know that you're actually there. Uh, Bob says that uh, he plans on getting vaccinated late tomorrow night. It's a bullshit. Liar. It's a lie. Bob's not going to get it. Bob's had COVID twice. Bob had real COVID. Bob had COVID before they even knew what COVID was. And he he, he survived. Thank thank God. Knock on wood. And then he had the, the, the other version of it. But he made it. So... It's supposed to take, listen, COVID was supposed to take out the, the weak, the old, and the sick. People like me. But I hid in my basement. Aha! Didn't get me. But it took out a lot of people. And as far as I'm concerned, they definitely want to depopulate this. The, the powers to be want to depopulate this planet. And they don't need anybody with good ideas to take and change all this shit like Vivek Ramaswamy. You know who they need? They need neocons that are going to help them move along like Nikki Haley. All right. I'll see you Monday. That's it. We're just getting into it.